0: Welcome to Campaign's weekly newscast. It's our second newscast podcast. Um, We did one last week and it was about Martin Sorrell, but this week we're going to talk about the Campaign School reports. I'm Claire Beale. I'm the Global Editor-in-Chief of Campaign. And this week I've got two of my colleagues with me. I've got Gideon Spanier, who's our Global um, Media Editor, and Jeremy Lee, who is... Covering from maternity leave, but you do have a title, Jeremy. What's your...?
1: I do. I'm Contributing Editor. Contributing Where Editor.
0: Fantastic. Now, Jeremy um, was the man that made the mammoth effort of pulling the whole school reports together. It was published in Campaign Magazine last week and online. Um, we were overshadowed by all the WPP, Martin Sorrell um, fallout, but nevertheless, the school reports um, on our website were... Um, way ahead of most of the martin sorrell stories so the appetite in the industry for exploring um, the the tables and our write-ups and the whole scoring system is enormous and we treat it as a very very serious and certainly very um, labor-intensive exercise we've been doing it for years um, so, we're, we're quite a honed machine on producing these school reports. But, Jeremy, let's kick off by just talking through how we actually do it and what, what we're looking for from agencies.
1: Well, do you say it's the, it's the culmination of four months of hard work by the entire team? Um, so, we sent out the, re- the requests uh, in December, and since then, we've been sort of analysing the data, going through the reports, looking at how well agencies have performed, uh, not just in terms of new business, but other metrics, including awards, um, creative work, staff. And then we all come together and evaluate them as a, as a group, as a team. It's very much a team effort. No, no one individual is responsible for it. But um, so we, we, we're just looking for excellence uh, in those criteria. And obviously, it's not easy to get in all criteria, but we look at it in the round.
0: Yeah, it's a, the, sort of the creative element and the, the leadership teams and the quite, sometimes quite um, nuanced uh, metrics that we're we're basing our analysis on. So, our our understanding of these companies over um, a long period of time is, is actually really crucial because you need to certainly look beyond the the superficial metrics of the Nielsen Billings, uh, which we'll come onto in a moment, or what awards they've got on their shelves, or the 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 strength of their thought leadership, and and perhaps more subtle things are, are really part of our analysis as well, uh, Gideon let's start by talking about how relevant um billings are these days cuz i think for for media agencies they're perhaps more relevant than they are for creative agencies but we recognize that they have real limitations these days what what would you what would you caution um as we as we look down through the the billings charts
2: well Nielsen, um, an independent company, estimates um, the v- media spend across uh, the media sector. Uh, so that's sort of TV adverts, poster sites, and so on. Uh, it's definitely uh, involves some estimates rather than actual stats, and so you have to take them with a pinch of salt in the first place. How agencies make money is not always about media. On the media side, is not always about uh, billings per se um, there's lots of other services in areas like data and content creation where uh, you know are billings any true reflection of uh, the the size and turnover of an agency probably not uh, at the same time if you have, have a big advertiser like Procter Gamble or Sky or Amazon you know they definitely spend a lot of money and they create a lot of uh, different pieces of advertising it is a measure uh, I think when we talk as a team about the value of an agency being the biggest and having lots of billings is a measure of success but uh, there are lots and lots of variables that we think about and I think we definitely think about well what would a brand a client be thinking about using this agency maybe what would a media owner think to work with this agency and that's when all these things like uh, the talent the ideas, um, just the willingness to innovate and experiment, really comes into play. Uh, the you know the truth is the Billings, or to quote um, Caroline Foster Kenny, who runs IPG, one of the med- one of the agency groups across Europe, they they're a very blunt instrument, and in some ways they're outdated. And when we think about all the disruption that agencies are facing, uh, the fact that some Brands able to now buy their media in-house create the content in house the role that agencies have is having to change a lot so um, we still think billings are a good measure and when someone wins an account they sure like to talk about the billings
0: yeah, yeah. and we know that um, um, analysts and clients do use our school report for for their own judgments on on agency performance um, but I think it is that combination of of Billings as one measure, and then all of the analysis and the the scoring that we put around um, our understanding of uh, twelve months in an agency's life. Um, it is really seductive to just look at that those billings tables though as um, as one story of how uh, two thousand and seventeen played out in our industry. Um, Jeremy, we've still got on the creative side. We've still got Abbott Me Vickers standing at. Tall at the top of the the billings table, but they were down quite a hefty seventeen percent last year in terms of billings. Do you think that that's reflective of um, any trouble at the agency, or any any um, any sense in which it's it's sort of come off its peak?
1: I think um, there's a direct correlation between that, and you'll notice that widening Kennedy is up something like fifty percent because of the Sainsbury's account, which it lost. So, because that was such a big, heavy billing account, that loss affected its figures and improved Widen's. Um, whether there's wider business problems, I couldn't say necessarily. I mean, the fact it's still so, uh, you know, so dominant at the top of the table suggests that nothing's too bad there. I think.
0: No, and I think actually, if you look at our scores um, in the previous year, they they scored a four, and and actually we did credit them with with moving up um, to a six. And the work, uh, the creative work, was was better than last year I think. There there was some brilliant work from BT Sport and the Bodyform film was absolute standout. And then obviously with a, a change of leadership with A&P and Man leaving and Scylla Snowball coming coming back to the forefront of the agency. Um you know, there was a, a real sense of um even though leadership handover happened, there was the the stability of Scylla Snowball at the top was reassuring. I'm sure, for, for staff and clients as well. Um, and they are still, let's not forget, a massive 100 million um, in billings above the number two agency. Mm. Um, that number two slot shifted last year. It flipped, didn't it? So McCann dropped.
1: Yeah, and I think that's right. McCann had been in that number two position for, gosh, I can't remember, You know, many years. So it was quite interesting uh, to see that happen. I don't know why McCann, again, this is perhaps shows why the billings... Uh, this can be a blunt metric is because they didn't actually have a bad year we gave them a, we gave them a seven they didn't lose much business they actually won some good business it was both it was more a reflection of adam and eve having new billings kicking in i mean they didn't have a spectacular new business year they were our, our agency of the year but they didn't have a spectacular new business year um they had some picked, picked up some small accounts so again it shows that billings aren't definitive in our, in our judgment
0: yeah and actually adam and eve this year had a a wobbly start to this we year did, yeah, in, in terms of um, they lost they've lost Harvey Nichols and um, uh, Virgin Atlantic ne- neither of which were massive billings and of course res- came, came to the rescue was the the National Lottery account win so that's suddenly all exactly gone. from from
1: AMV so I don't know whether it's going to count yeah. for a hundred billion whether they make number one next year who knows yeah, we'll, have to, we'll have to have yeah. to look out yeah
0: all to play for <laughs> oh, really. this year um, Gideon just looking at the media billings table um again it's similar to the sort of a- how amv just always dominates the creative agency league table we've we've still got Mediacom. i mean just uh even though they are so far ahead the biggest in billings terms they, they still managed to grow again last year a massive hundred
2: and
0: 1.3 t- billion yeah 1.3 billion which is just eye-watering um and and the nearest one is uh, OMD with 773 million in Billings so they're so far ahead we assume that they're they're sort of un unassailable now aren't they does it feel like that do you think in terms of um the the wins and losses uh, in in the normal cut and thrust of the media marketplace does, does mediacom feel that dominant
2: i think mediacom has been very dominant but uh, as many people know, they recently had to defend the Sky business. Now, that Sky business was, depending on how you measure it, certainly in the region of £250 million pounds for them. So as I look at this table, uh, Mediacom were up against CARA, and CARA is the third largest agency by billings with £753 million. Now, if CARA had uh, won, I know we're talking hypothetically, Mediacom would have suddenly dropped to close to a £1 just over a billion, and Cara would have been um, right up at uh, you know a bit the billion mark. So that shows you that when big pieces of business come up, uh, we talked about on the creative side with Sainsbury's, um, with uh, Sky on, on media, and there are other big reviews happening at the moment uh, with the UK government. They can they can uh, have a big effect. Mediacom lost Volkswagen Group globally. In 2016 and that had a big effect on the billings because phd jumped uh from uh well by 50 percent in terms of billings to 524 million and the numbers themselves don't uh mean a huge amount but the pecking order means that phd has gone from 10th to 6th uh so that's a sizable jump and you've got to think that all those extra billings give Um, PhD and its parent Omnicom more leverage in the market. Mediacom managed last year to fill the gap when Volkswagen was lost with PSA Group. Again, a global win, but the UK playing an important part. So that's the owner of um, Peugeot and Citroen. The key point about the media agency table, I would say, is the end of 2017 uh, could easily be seen as a watershed moment. In our top 10, we have at number four, MEC, and number nine, Maxus, Both of those agencies ceased to exist and have been merged uh, as Wavemaker, and that's an illustration of the problems that have been at WPP globally, not so much in the UK, where they clearly have been performing well. Um, I also um, look down the list and I go that uh, two agencies that don't feature highly, uh, Hearts and Science, and Rocket have merged in January of this year. You also had, during the last year, MediaVest be renamed a Spark Foundry. You had all the HABAS media agencies be merged together to create just one group that's uh, Arena and Forward. So, uh, uh,
0: Lots of leadership changes as well. Lot lots of, of people, leadership changes. M- lots so of people moving there on. has
2: been a huge amount of turmoil. And actually, when you look at this table in a year's time, it's going to look very different in terms of just the names and the brands that uh, are coming forward. And I do think, and um, Claire and I were both at the publicist group uh, Investor Day last month, there's a sense that agency brands are, at least in the big networks, under considerable pressure, and Claire's written about it uh, versus um, you know the parent company.
0: It does all of the the restructure that's going on amongst the holding companies as well, with um, horizontality, m- breaking down of silos, more collaboration between individual agency brands, are going to make this sort of analysis much harder in the future as well, because. Um, it, where a brand's um, billings fall is going to be harder to, to it's determine. It's a real
2: challenge. And I think when you look at businesses that have been uh, trying to uh, innovate, like the ANN Partnership, where they, again, have dropped one, the creative agency, CHI, and it's essentially the, the ANN Partnership is an umbrella of a number of different disciplines and has clearly been winning um, quite a lot of business by embedding themselves inside the client's offices. Um, they don't neatly fit into a creative or media agency bucket. And uh, I do think it's a challenge for campaign. Our job is to make sense of the industry for our readers and our audience. And the the whole nature of agencies is changing. I mean, it's exciting. I think you don't want to just do the same school report every year.
0: But we do know that from, from the intense attention this gets that um, individual agency brands and individual agency cultures and feeling proud or disappointed about the performance of your agency matters so much to people and is a a really precious and important motivator and and definer of of all of us in in the workplace. Um, It's really interesting to see how those those uh, cultural allegiances to to the corporate culture are changing, as um, as the structure of the industry is changing. Jeremy, do you think if you look down um, the the list of creative agencies, mm. there do, are there any sort of themes that you could pick out in terms of what we can learn about the direction of the industry? Just I noticed, for example, that if you look at the uh, the the top. Twenty. Well, Carma is a significant um, riser. Forty-five percent increase in in billings, and it's gone up to number twelve in the charts. And you know, to be frank, a couple of years ago, that was an agency that I would have thought had had passed its peak. Um, it's really interesting to see the rejuvenation that that's coming through, um, and I wonder whether that's that's the Accenture effect. Mm. Um, and, uh, you mentioned Widen and Kennedy's triumph and, um, MC Sarch has clawed its way back into the the top 20. Are we, are we seeing a, a revival of, of maybe the, the smaller agency brands?
1: Well, we could be, I think that, you know, Crow and Mother they're, they're both, uh, in the top, top 20 strong independent agencies and they're doing, they're doing well, um, there was interesting back to a sort of observation made about horizontality. One thing you do notice is, particularly when you look at the WPP agencies, the way that WPP shifts accounts within agencies when they're not happy is, is really evident. You can see that Ogilvy's rise came at the expense of of um, of Grey for the Vodafone account, and you can see that Grey on the hand picked one because of M&S, which moved from Y&R. So you see that's that's quite an interesting trend whether that continues in the post oral era I don't know that that'd be interesting to see I think
0: we should give mention to VCCP as well which um, was a really close contender for for campaigns agency of the year last year um, obviously the the accolade went to admin Eve DDB in the end but but they have have now entered the top five they've gone up nearly a quarter in billings last year um and they are sort of independent you know they're, they're, they're sort of uh, they've, they've built their own almost mini mini group under the vcc pa- banner um is could that be a, a model that other agencies should be looking for now
1: it possibly could i think mean, vccp was a new business machine last year it, uh, i think it was top of the ar's list of best performing new business agencies picking up accounts such as the model. but i think it's the group, the VCCB group is an interesting setup. It's got its own media division uh, in house. That's uh, uh, I know that's an, an issue that other agencies are looking at, whether that's bringing that in. Um, and I also think uh, wasn't, again, it isn't just about the billings. It was also a contender for Agency because of its excellent creative work, mm. um, which is, again, another thing we look at. So um, they seem to have got their, uh, them, themselves sorted out.
0: And let's just have a little. Look at um, our own scoring system because we do. A few years ago, we introduced the idea of agencies giving their own scores, and um, it's always there's a mischievous delight in comparing the difference between how we score an agency and how agencies score themselves. And um, I know some agents have said to me, "Well, we know that all you do is look at what what we suggest our score should be, and then you take one off." And and so we we're more likely to just put in a high score um, and hope for the best. But it it obviously doesn't work that way. Um, What are the interesting differentials between uh, how agencies see themselves and how we see them as as you look through this report?
1: Well, I think it's evidently not the case that we score them one point less than they give themselves because both uh, well, RGA, We Are Social and Wonderman all gave themselves lower scores than we gave them. Um, So that sort of blows out the water. But in terms of agencies over uh scoring themselves there's always a few examples that um I know people look out for and delight in um b m b gave themselves a seven uh which is a good and we gave them a three which uh, is a poor so um their the, their their results were, you know they lost a lot of staff they had a terrible new business record um
0: so they were never going to be a seven <laughs> no. <laughs> We just the, you, you do sometimes wonder at the power of, um, I mean, it power can take you a long way, but when uh, when it's a, a, a quite a sort of serious analysis of performance like this, it, it does shine out as a um, a dislocation. Were there, were there any on the media side, Gideon, that, that stood out as as being um, qu- quite an interesting reflection of uh, internal confidence versus uh, external perception?
2: Um, I don't think that there was anything where I went, goodness me, this is, um, you know, a real shocker. I think Havas had a tough year in uh, 2017 on the media side. They said so publicly. They scored themselves a six, and we scored them a four. Uh, And just for those who don't know, our scoring system works from nine as outstanding uh, to one survival in question. And uh, no one got a one, as far as I know. And... um, on the nines, the the Seven Stars was the media agency that got a nine, and um, Adam Lee DDB on the creative got nine, and the other two RGA and Wonderman. And it's interesting uh, on with Wonderman that the the global CEO of Wonderman is now running WPP, and I think again, it, uh, Wonderman is a very much a sort of CRM loyalty type business which has been digitising and understands the use of data creatively that kind of new breed of agency Mm -hmm. wonderman's not an old agency but uh, sorry is an old agency but has been um uh, been through a period of rejuvenation again it the kind of agency that's going to thrive in this new environment uh where clients want more agility and so on uh it's really really interesting to see and Uh, I think when I've been at campaign for two and a half years, when I first arrived, I thought practically the first thing I did uh, was uh, the campaign annual and then the school reports. And I thought, gosh, who are we as journalists to sit in judgment on all these uh, people who uh, entrepreneurs often who have worked brilliantly to build their business and learn uh, often brilliantly how to master the ups and downs of agency life where you're only three phone calls from going out of business. Um, But, we do try as a team to make sure that we can justify our scores to each other, say, you know, you know are we being too harsh and occasionally are we being too kind? Um, I think the interesting thing about media is despite some of the pressures on leadership and uh, even on um, their ways of doing business and transparency, the the media agencies are, on the whole have tended to be quite robust because you need, you still need someone to help. By your media, you can't do it all yourself as a client. And it's interesting that the Seven Stars, an independent, uh, got a nine and good stuff, uh, which yeah. was uh, got an eight. Um, they are definitely thriving as smaller fish as the bigger fish struggle.
0: Mm, I think that's a really good note to end on because uh, my my sense from reading through this report and from following agencies over the last twelve months is. You know, we we all know we're working in a challenging industry, but most agencies are have risen to the challenge with making some really fundamental changes to their business and their leadership last year. Lots of lots of willingness to to move on, move forward, adapt, to embrace change. Um, and I think this this report reflects an industry that is maybe in a transition phase, but but is really set fair for the future. Would you agree, Jeremy?
1: Absolutely. I think that. Um... You know, it's the, the the report is is useful. It's it's interesting, but we we you know as a as a magazine as a publication we we, we support the industry. We want it to do well, and it's great to see uh, independence doing well. Um, I think Creech, again, themselves an eight, we have them a five. But there there are and you know, again, much like the media, there's some uh, there's some highlights in there for independent agencies as well.
0: Also, we're already well into 2018 and there has been a lot of change already this year. So working on, on the report for, for, uh, for next year is going to be um, really challenging for us, but it's part of the, the joy of our job that we get to um, cast a, such a careful, thoughtful eye over all of these changes. It's, it's, it's a fascinating time to be working in the industry and, and, and reporting on it for campaign. Thank you both very much for your contributions. Thank you so much to the Sounds Company Studios and to the studio manager here, Luke. Uh, we've been delivered of some wonderful toaster marmalade to see us through this session. And um, the whole thing was uh, was helped for us by Cara, um, who we're, we're lodging in their agency today. So thank you to the guys at Cara for helping us put pull, pull all of this together as well.